0: Hey, I'm Shauna. I'm a business mentor and leadership coach. After years of working with leaders and professionals, the one thing I can say is I do not have all the answers. And guess what? I'm okay with that. This podcast is dedicated to having the conversations with the people who have been where you are or have the expertise that will help you to streamline, simplify, and take the guesswork out of growing and scaling your business. Each week, we will dive into guest interviews, tips, trends, and strategies that will help you to cut through the fluff. So, if you are ready to take your business to the next level, stick around. This is the Skill to Grow podcast. Hello, hello, welcome back to this Gals to Grow podcast. My name is Shauna. I am the host of this podcast. And if we have not met, I am a business mentor and a leadership coach. And I focus on working with leaders to help them to bridge that self awareness piece with their performance to get better outcomes. I wanted to jump in into this topic because this topic is really for my business leaders and for my business owners out there who are really thinking about scaling or experience in scaling in their business. And a huge part of what I wanted to do is really jump into the scaling process and some of the mistakes that comes up right so a lot of the challenges because i've had a number of questions come up about this and i wanted to touch on the mistakes that i see and how can we kind of get in front of them right so in this episode i'm going to talk about the three mistakes to avoid when scaling really fast because Overall, scaling in your business is a very positive sign in your business, because that means there is a sign of growth, there's a sign of maturity in some areas, and you're able to start chipping away at bits and pieces of your business to make, to build that momentum forward, right? But one of the things is, it's understanding what some of that challenges are that might come up. And, uh the scenarios that you're going to experience might look different um, depending on the type of business you have. So the first mistake that I see a lot is infrastructure. So infrastructure is one of the big things when it comes down to scaling, because it's really mostly related to your systems and your process. And I've talked about this because this is the foundations of your business. So when you scale too fast, your infrastructure may not be able to keep up with the increasing demands of your of your needs or the new needs of the business. And that could lead to a lot of breakdowns in the delivery and efficiencies of your services. Right. Because what happens from this is this can cause not just unhappy customers, but it can cause unhappy employees. And this is the part that you always want to understand that there will always be some growing pains with this, but it should also be an area that you spend the most time in because you want to make sure that you are monitoring the areas that you are most vulnerable in your business to change. So the scenarios that I mentioned, like I suggest is you really have to look at the planning phase because when you think through all the different scenarios that you have and you have in mind and you want to implement in your business uh, you may you may have to bring on new resources to help you to map out what these things look like and the scenarios that might affect not just your employees but your customers and even just your whole your whole brand or your leadership. You have to think about it from a broad scale. And I know a lot of people say, "Oh my God, I just wanted to make this little tweak," um, but a part of scaling is understanding that whatever you're doing, you're you're building the layers to then create that compounding effect. And when you scale in a vacuum, you end up with results that you never intended. And those are the results that are definitely not results that you can reproduce or, or replicate very easily. And those are the things that cost you money. So the second one is people, right? I've talked many times about people and the impacts of not having the right people in place. So the more you make changes, the more people you add to the mix of things right and if you've been through this journey you absolutely understand this because this might be something you are experiencing right now or something you are about to go into because you can already already see the writings on the walls. Because as a leader, you're going to have less span of control to kind of keep everything all together, right? You have to rely on people to help you with this. And this is where delegation and all the other things comes into place. So depending on how fast you go, you might not get the chance to onboard and train people in a way that the knowledge that you're sharing or whoever is training them will stick. And uh, I'll give you an example, because a few years ago I worked at a company. It was a really great place. Nice people. The culture was it was a very um, welcome and warm culture. But when I got in there, I felt like I was dropped in a sea of chaos and everybody covered everything up with smiles, right? And a lot of times I see that. I see that people get super uncomfortable, but they don't want to talk about it because they're saying, you know, we're just going through a little phase. But how much of that little phase is too much, right? And this is where I say you have to be more in tune to what's happening with your people. Because a huge part of why I felt that way was because the existing team didn't know how to do the new stuff and they couldn't keep up with everything. And the world they knew wasn't the world... Had and because of all the change in the business, the business owner didn't have time to sit with folks and really invest into the check ins and understanding how things are being affected through the ripple effect of one move to the other, right? So it created so much unintended chaos that I know that business owner did not expect. And what they saw was a lot of customer service issues, a lot of things falling off track, a lot of vendor issues, a lot of turnover. And one of the things I always um, preface with this this is not a small business issue, okay? This happens in larger companies, it happens in mid sized companies. So do not think it's just like, oh, it's just for small business because they don't know, they don't have structure, they don't have systems. That's not true. I've been brought into many different com- um, companies to talk about how this will impact people. And this is absolutely across the board. They may look different because obviously the more cash flow you have, the more your um, revenues your business is generating. You can't afford to bring in different types of resources and you can build your system, your hierarchy of people to do different things so of course you're going to have a different experience because you have different people in the mix for this example this company could not stabilize for the life of me they couldn't stabilize because they had so much turnover and they were burning through cash because of this turnover people were leaving managers were unhappy there were lots of people who were just not performing at their best because they were two tacks, always in meetings, always doing something. So they never had chance to actually stabilize so that they can come back and add new stuff, right? They knew they were doing like a patch or a Band-Aid solution, but they just could not come back to whatever they did before because they just didn't have the time. And this, unfortunately, is one of the ugly realities of scaling. So this is why I always say be very proactive with the stage. You need to have people that are there where their main job is as a stabilizer. And these are people that sometimes are the people who walk the floors, they monitor the change, and they find resources to support, fix, and remove blockage. And as a business owner, you need to have the eyes on the ground. And I mean this, is like, obviously, um, figuratively, if you, you obviously have a virtual business. But I'm just saying, you need to have someone who isn't really attached to a portfolio or have an actual responsibility in the business right now that they have to do they have enough bandwidth to do some of the looking out for what's not working and help you as a business owner to fix some of that okay and these people are what are what's going to be essential in helping you stabilize and these are people that when I was in change change management and doing a lot of change work, these are people we used to call champions. They were our go-to mentors and these were the people who identified training needs, business needs and sat specifically with the sponsors or the executives to talk about what the ultimate strategy should look like in terms of implementation. So you need to have someone like that, and that could be someone like an OBM. that could be your executive assistant. They have to be someone who can straddle the role of a strategic person and an operations person because they need to be able to flip-flop between what the strategy looks like what the key vision is and how to implement it on the operational side because they're going to be the eyes for you so that you don't have to spend majority of your time in that role doing some of those train those um training um looking at some of what's broken what's not working and they're helping you to build a more engaged organization a more motivated um team and it doesn't matter if you have three people on your team, five people on your team, 20, 100, you need to have someone who can oversee some of this. And if you look at variety of structures, they always have someone like this. So one of the mistakes that, again, that I always see is not being proactive with the people strategy approach to it. The third and last area is cash flow. And cash flow is when you scale... You may not have the financial resources to keep up with the increased expenses that could lead to cash flow problems. And I talked about infrastructure and people. If you run into any of those two issues that I talked about, the infrastructure or the people um, part of the journey, you're going to have increased expenses. And a lot of times this is where it chews into your reserve funds that you have that creates those cash crunches okay so that's why i said in the infrastructure phase of things you really have to devote a bit more time to the planning so that you can have a better strategy moving forward so if if that is something that you are noticing i would circle back to those two key areas what's going on on my process side do i have the right process are we burning through things because we have duplication is there a lot of wastage is there lots of things that are coming up because we implemented the wrong system or whatever it is you have to look at things at the minutiae level of and when it comes to people you need the right people in the right places the right bums and seats are so crucial because if you just bring someone in you have to you have to identify what kind of risk level there are i i don't want to say give up on people because they're not able to do things i always say look at what the potential is and if there's a way to bridge that gap to, to create that opportunity for that person, then do it. Um, I get it. A lot of us are not working with, including myself, like I don't have full-time employees. And by design, I don't want to have full-time employees just yet. And if you have contractors, it might get a little sticky if you're thinking of training and all these different things. There are ways that you can work around this. And I think that it's important for you to, Tag it more as something that is crucial and vital to the business because it's part of the business. It's not you training that employee to as or training that person as an employee where it creates like that really weird um, employee relationship. So be very mindful of that. But you also have to be very clear that your business needs someone who is experienced. And if they're not experienced and you're willing to take them on your business, you have to make some form of investment in them. Whether you are working out a deal with that person to to fund it, but it's going to be tagged back to them or you're going to deduct it somehow, you have to make it where it works. Okay, so going to come off of that, that soapbox for a minute there. But going back to cash flow, most of us really go on the offense when we're dealing with cash flow during the scaling, And you're thinking about, I just want to make more money. I want to get my time back. I want to do all these things. And going back to my, my, two, my two points on what affects the bottom line, the thing is you have to be more proactive with cash flow. You have to think about the long-term implications. So if you're not forecasting for the longer term, and you know, long-term right now looks a bit different. Before we used to like try to like you know like 10 year plans that doesn't work five year plans are even a stretch the way things move so quickly 10 years a new three you know what i mean so have a very solid three year line of sight and look at those line of sights and see where things might shift and this is where it goes back to my scenario building you can have someone help you to map out different scenarios if i chose option a how would that affect this? What kind of resource do I need? What kind of systems do I need in place? Again, one of the things that comes up for me a lot of times, don't just jump into a system or a tool. And marketing tools are very, very, very um common for this, where you jump into a tool just because it's, you know, it has bells and whistles, but the ROI doesn't line up with the business okay because there's no scalability to it it's only scalable to a certain point if you stay in a certain zone right if your target audience stay in a certain zone now if you expand that you lose that functionality or you can't you know kind of grow with it and that's part of what i would say like that planning phase of the infrastructure that you're trying to build Do I have the right systems in place and how do I need to get it? I would always invest in someone helping me to map out if I'm considering a system, map out what the system functionality is going to look like based on my scenarios and my scenarios, looking at the business holistically and deciding whether or not I'm going to move forward. Um, if I take scenario one, two, three, or four or five, right. And looking at, okay, well, if I do that, what would be the ripple effect? what would be some of the integrations that need to be in place if i was to add things to it what would that look like when you become more proactive with your cash flow and think of it from the long term you have to look at will this inflate my people budget because of all the restrictions or do i need to hire always a specialist to come in i remember there was one tool that i had that It was so, oh my god, it was just not intuitive enough that I would always have to bring in an expert to make small tweaks whenever I had to do a page or I had to make any form of launch. I had to bring in some expert and it was so expensive. It's like I had to bring these people in. I could not get someone in-house to do it who understood the business. I had to bring these people in and constantly cost me loads of money. So that in itself is not feasible because when you're making these changes, those variable costs will affect your bottom line. So if you are currently doing changes and you're scaling, I want you to take note of your infrastructure which is pretty much your systems and your processes. And if you're not familiar with these things and these things go over your head and you're like, oh, my God, everybody keeps talking about systems and you know process and whatever, everything you do is a process. If you open your email to click the button, uh, click the button over here to move the file over there, that is a process. And if you at the very least record that process, put yourself on Loom, put yourself on something that can help you to record it. Because everything you do is a touch point, which is part of a process, right? When you think of your systems, you're you're using platforms. Every single platform has something that you're using, right? Um, if you're having a CRM, if you're not using CRM, if you're using um, something else, like everything ha- is a part of your your integrated system right maybe you're still on excel maybe you're on google sheets i don't know but if you are using those things those are like your your quasi crms so they are part of your system whether it's manual or it's an automated system right uh, that's just the basic differences so if you are doing these changes i really think through your people strategy and do not th- take it lightly your people strategy is going to be crucial because no matter what kind of process you put in and what kind of systems you put in you do need to have the right bums and seats and if you don't have the right bums and seats you should have the right potential in the seats so that you can help to grow those potential and with that you have to recognize that if you don't have the right people with the right experiences and and everything that comes with that you are going to ultimately affect your cash flow it's going to affect your bottom line so in your scenarios you need to look at if i don't hire this person and i hire someone who's less it means that i gotta chew out more time because it's going to take me more time to do something or i'm going to have to spend more money up front to train this person or to bring in more buffers if they're mistakes from any form of customer service issues, w- whatever it is, you name it. But I want you to make sure that you are planning for the worst case scenarios and be gently surprised with the best case scenarios as well. And those are some of the things that you have to think about when you are going through a very fast scale. You will, you will run into some infrastructure issues. You're going to have process that don't line up with your current state. And it won't line up with your future state either, right? So when you're scaling too fast, and you bring in all these people and your processor are there and you're realizing either people are not busy enough or they're too busy, whatever it is, you're going to run into one of the three buckets. And ultimately, it's going to affect your cash flow because either you are going to have issues in terms of staying afloat. And this is super detrimental because you want to make sure that you're planning for the worst case scenario so you have enough of a buffer in terms of your cash. And that's why I said planning at the beginning is very, very, very crucial. So when you're deciding to scale fast, spend the upfront time to one find a resource that can sit with you and understand what your business is about. What exactly do you want to do? Where do you want to go with it? And from there, look at your people strategy, which means that you might end up bringing in different people. So you might bring in someone who's systems related. You might end up bringing someone who is um, process related. Um, You might have to bring in someone who is uh, hiring focused. So people related so that they can help you with understanding at what levels you might need to bring in different types of contractors and what kind of amounts that might look like in terms of cost. And then you want to look at who might be the main person to sit with those people in my team that I can free up their time and they can bring someone in either if you're bringing in an o- if you're using an OBM, for instance, or an executive assistant, can they train a VA to help them temporarily to take some of the load off them while they focus on helping you to implement things? Okay. And The reason why I say this is because when you scale too fast, your leadership is crucial. Your ability to see the vision and touch and feel the different parts of the business so that they can all go in unison is going to be super important. So with that being said, I hope this was helpful. I got lots of questions on it in terms of, you know, what should, you know, how should I be doing this? What should I be doing? And The generic way of saying it, you know, the top three mistakes that you want to avoid is not planning in advance your infrastructure pieces, not being able to have a solid people structure strategy in place, and not planning properly for your cash flow by taking everything into consideration, including type of resources and the infrastructure that you're going to have, and planning for the worst case scenarios. Okay, so If you have questions, if you want to hear more content like this, please leave me a note or a message and one of us will pick this, pick up your question and we will do another episode on it. Thank you for listening to the Scale to Grow podcast. To work with us or access free resources, head over to www.concave-services.com, And don't forget to leave us a review. See you on the next episode.